You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore dadam. Well, first and foremost, thanks again to our uh, newest afternoon host, J.J. Leahy. It's always good to have him back, find new and exciting ways to get him involved in things. Probably the most willing person ever. Also... Um, I know I can count on him because he's one of the few people like me that actually cares about money. So <laughs> I can work with people like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm really stunned at how many people I reach out to and I'm like, so here's what I'm looking for. And by the way, I can pay you. And they're like, yeah, I don't really care about money. It's more of just a passion for me. It's like, you know what? I respect that. But what do you mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? How do you eat food? I don't understand. There's just nothing to really grab onto there, you know? I got nothing to offer you. I can offer you an opportunity. I, I don't have an opportunity. It's a podcast. You can go start your own podcast. I mean, I can give you a bigger audience for sure, but I mean, if it's just a passion to talk about the Packers, you can go in your bedroom and talk to your wall about the Packers. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? If it's, it's just, just a passion that you love the Packers, I, I got nothing for you. Go be passionate, man. But greedy people, I love greedy people, man. JJ's a greedy dude, and I like that. Because he's going to come over here, and I'm going to pay him, and he's going to be like, this is not enough. I want more. And it's like, great. Get more people to listen to the podcast. He's like, I got it. I'm on it. I will do that. If I do that, I get more money. Be like, yep. All right. I will grow this to the biggest thing ever. It's like, perfect. That's why That's why you're great. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's really like pretty much, I was going to say like 90%. No, it's it's like everybody not named me and JJ that I talk to. Coach Hahn refuses to take things. I, I finally bought him a book the one time because I've tried to like pay him for stuff. He's like, no, no, man, don't worry about it. I, I, I just do it because I love it. It's not about that. It's like, let me give you something, dude, anything. So I, I bought him a book one time, which is kind of just breaking even because I also stole his book and didn't give it back. So, but still, I got him something once. But anyways, JJ is um, very hardworking, very driven, reminds me very much of how I get with everything. Of course, there's a passion element, but it's also just a matter of, like, I want this to be awesome. Perfectionism, et cetera, et cetera. So very happy so far with our lineup. Again, this is going to be sort of an off-season experiment. Um, I think with uh, JJ and Clayton right now, we've tentatively agreed to, like, let's try it for a month, see how it goes, four episodes, see if they're still interested or if they're like, this isn't very much fun. Um, Maybe they want to do more than two times. You know, we'll kind of reevaluate and then, you know, we'll see how it goes. But as of right now, I'm pretty excited about it, and I'm looking to, uh, I'm excited to be able to grow it, add a few more people. So today is, um, it's not the first day of the Combine, but it's basically the first day of the Combine. You know, most people will tell you that the medical exams are the most important. 
Well, they got sort of exams on Monday and exams on Tuesday and exams on Wednesday. So the first three days, there's some form of exams. And then there's interviews, which are kind of cool, and media availability, which is cool because we find out about interviews. (laughs) That's pretty much the only thing I care about. Everything else is stupid. I mean, draft prospects are the ultimate in coach speak. I mean, some of them are kind of bad at it and don't really do their best, but uh, most of them are at least adequate, and it's just completely useless information. People, you know, you've got representatives from all 32 teams. They go out, they talk to you about some general stuff, and then they ask you about their particular team. They want to know if you met that team. They'll either say yes or no, and then they say, what would you think about playing for that team? And they tell you it would be the greatest thing ever. And that's, that's pretty much the end of that. But Thursday, March 3rd, i.e. today, is the first day of actual on-field workouts that we can sit down and watch, and it's glorious. So today we have tight ends, quarterbacks, and wide receivers. So for every reason, Packer fans should be really, really excited because tight ends and wide receivers in particular, um, we know the Packers are interested in uh, pretty much every meeting that we've heard about so far that the Packers have met with. Um, has been tight ends and wide receivers, largely because of media availability, but that we'll just leave that at, at what it is. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's something to be excited about. Also, we move on to the media and interview uh, portion for out, uh, offensive linemen and running backs. So we get some more interviews with uh, players, find out more players that the Packers have met with, at the same time get to watch the quarterbacks. I will not get to watch Matt Corral, uh, who will not be participating, which stinks. But you got other quarterbacks that you can watch that you're interested in. But again, tight end wide receiver, that's where the money's at. And it's just kind of exciting because you know for a fact the odds that the Packers are not going to take a single wide receiver is very low. Might not be first round, might not be second round. We, it might be one of those things where we're really upset because we don't take one until the fourth round. That's basically been the thing for a while. I mean, there, there have been entire... Um, drafts that have been quote-unquote ruined because the Packers just refuse to acknowledge wide receiver as soon as people think. At least last year we took Amari Rodgers, which, you know, again, hilariously, that was one of the few picks the Packers have taken in the last two years that everybody said was a brilliant pick. Brilliant pick, right? Every other pick that the Packers have taken, again, at least over the last two years, has been a trash pick. Amari, though, everybody loved Amari. In fact, the Packers are contemplating taking him in the second round, and if they had done that, I think everybody still would have loved the Amari Rodgers pick, which is an important reminder, and I'm kind of hammering that point as a continued reminder that nobody knows anything. And I I think a lot of people yesterday hearing me, this voice was also in the back of my head as well, but a lot of people hearing me yesterday say, I want to focus on the positives of prospects, kind of rolled their eyes like, well, that's kind of stupid. It's not any more stupid than me watching film and pretending I have an opinion that matters. I mean, there's nothing wrong with forming an opinion, but if it's just going to mean that I'm going to take my opinion too seriously and end up getting upset about what the Packers do, then it was a complete waste of time. You have people way more talented than me building out top 100, top 300 big boards, dedicating hours and hours and hours and hours every single day for months and months and months to be able to understand everything there is to know about these players and decide where their quality lines up with with a certain, you know, draft position. Well, he's, he's, he's not a top 100 guy. He's going to go, you know, He's more of a fourth-round guy. Then he goes in the second round, and you have a big, strong opinion about it, and then he dominates in the NFL, and what the heck are we even talking about all this time? And again, I don't want to just go through the whole list again, but Jair, I think we assumedly took too early, and trading up for him was silly. Remember, he was a second-round prospect for a very long time. It wasn't until Mike Mayock came out about, you know, a couple weeks with his one, he used to do one 
mock draft. And that would change everything because he was the most knowledgeable, the most whatever. And so when he said he was a first round talent, everybody changed their mind. So it wasn't that bad. But if it wasn't for Mayock, that would have been the worst pick in history. Josh Jackson was one of the greatest Packers picks. I mean, if you just look at media reaction to picks at the time, Josh Jackson was one of our best picks ever. When we traded up for Jair Alexander, a lot of people thought the pick was Josh Jackson. Then he fell out of the first round. And then we thought, there's no way we're taking another corner. But And I even said this, I think, on the podcast but if, if or, or on my live stream. If Josh Jackson actually falls to us, which feels impossible, I know we just took a corner, but we, we got to go back to back, right? I mean, there's no way he falls to us. He did, and we did. And it was a terrible pick. And, and by the way, again, and this is what I've been trying to say for Bears fans for a long time, for, for, you know, a year. When a prospect falls, it's not a gift from the heavens. It's not because every other team is stupid. There's a reason why players fall. And it's not usually out of, out of luck or God's good graces to you and your team. They fall because a prospect isn't actually as good as the media made them out to be. The NFL is trying to tell you that they're not that good. And so when they get drafted, that's right about where the NFL tends to see that player actually being. The first two picks for the Chicago Bears are players that were not expected to be taken where they were taken. It's not because they are a top three, Justin Fields is a top three pick, but everybody just forgot he was on the board. Or every other team is stupid, but the draft network is genius. Again, I'm not trying to pick on any one organization. I'm just trying to, the first thing that pops into my head. The NFL is telling you that the, the, the NFL draft media kind of got it wrong, at least in their opinion. Same with their offensive lineman, Tevin Jenkins, who was considered a, a slam dunk, sort of mid-first round prospect that the Packers traded up for, again, second trade up in a row in the second round to go get him. Well, that was the greatest thing in the world because he was not supposed to even be there. So, so we got two massive steals. You don't know if you got a steal until that player actually plays. Aaron Jones was a steal. Not according to the media. He was a steal based on his production and where he got drafted. Right, Corey Lindsley and David Bakhtiari are steals. MVS is a little bit of a steal. Not a great player, but, you know, fifth-round wide receiver. Again, go back and look at that draft class. There's no other good wide receivers that got taken basically after the second round. Pretty much after the second round, none of those guys are even in the NFL anymore. So, yeah, I think MVS was a steal in the fifth round. But again, you look through the, the, the different picks, right? Of the wide receivers we took, who was the best? Jamon Moore was the best. Actually, you know what? No, Equinemius was probably the best because he was a giant, massive steal. Then probably Jamon Moore. MVS was cool because of his, his height and speed and all that stuff, but eh. Rashawn Gary was not a good pick. Almost nobody was excited about Rashawn Gary. They should have taken Brian Burns, right? That was a bad pick. Darnell Savage was one of those things where it didn't line up with what the media said, but they also didn't really want to seem to come out and say it was a bad pick, but they also kind of just went, mm, I don't know about that. Elton Jenkins never really got as much hype as he's getting right now. I'm not saying people thought it was a bad pick, but it was kind of ho-hum, right? Jordan Love was seen as a bad pick. Maybe he was, I don't know, but not based on value. That's the other thing to keep in mind. Based on value, he was right. He got picked exactly where he was expected to go, right around 24-ish. That's where he was expected to go. People just didn't like it because we had Aaron Rodgers. But based on value, perfect value pick. A.J. Dillon, terrible, awful garbage pick. He was a third, possibly fourth-round prospect that we took way too early in the second round. Right? Eric Stokes, terrible pick. Josh Myers, eh, took him a little bit early. 
probably more of a you know if it was if it was reversed Amari and then Josh Myers then the media probably would have been happy with it but Josh Myers was not really a second round prospect Amari elite pick you see what I'm saying when you look at the different strong opinions that have been had about our picks, and usually strong opinions are just earlier opinions. There's not usually a lot of strong opinions on sixth, seventh round prospects. In fact, they barely even talk about it on the on the broadcast, unless it's a guy like Equinemius, who everybody thought would go earlier. Then it's like, wow, Packers got a steal there, which again, is not a steal. Teams don't just let second, third round prospects go in the sixth round just because they forgot. It's a steal based on your evaluation, which all 32 to every time we talk about a steal especially a massive steal because guys can slide a little bit based on you know um personal need and everything else like you know he's a good value but we're not going to touch him but when you especially when you talk about massive slides we're just talking about 32 teams looking at your evaluation and the general media narrative on a player and going you guys are stupid no chance and the packers have taken several of those and by the way i don't think any of them have ever really panned out every single time we get excited about a guy that gets drafted way later than we all thought. I don't know of the last time that's really super panned out. And it's been like, see, I can't believe this guy fell right into our lap. I'm trying to remember all the different guys. I mean, Equinemius obviously was one of them. I want to say Kadar might have been one. I know for a fact, um, when we did our run of offensive linemen, one of these guys was seen as a steal. I don't remember which one it was. I think Stepniak maybe was the guy that was considered like a, you know, the guy that was a really good pick, I'm not positive. Again, Josh Jones was a massive steal. Um, Malachi Dupree, we took in the seventh round wide receiver. He was, for a long time, considered an early round, I mean, you know, mid-round, I guess, prospect. Malachi Dupree out of LSU, the wide receiver, we got him. He was our second pick in the seventh round when he got, I remember watching that draft in my basement and I had all my papers out and I because getting behind and crossing off names and everything else, and we took Malachi Dupree, and I'm like, what? He's still on the board? But the good thing about today, and a lot, a lot of people will, you know, it's one of those things where there's there's general excitement about things like 40 time, et cetera, et cetera. But then there's also just a general knowledge that 95% of fans understand. For example, the 40 time doesn't really mean very much. The measurables don't mean very much in terms of um, team evaluation. And I'll, I'll, I th- I'm going to put an asterisk there, but it's, it's one of those things that everybody can very easily sound smart by saying, you know, the, the 40 time doesn't really matter, et cetera, et cetera. It's really just about medicals and things. It does matter though. It, it, it helps us to get more concrete numbers because we have assumptions and, and we can kind of put people into categories to be able to know what kind of a prospect, generally speaking, you're getting. Obviously watching the film is more important. You can go out into the world and find a, a guy somewhere out there that is six foot one, 210 pounds, and runs real fast, but has never played a day of football. And if you put him on a football field, he would be just lost, horrible, terrible. The ability to play football is a lot more than, than you know, these benchmark numbers. But they are benchmark numbers. And by the way, a big part of the reason teams will tell you that um, the 40-yard dash and all these things don't matter is because they already know the information. Not that they know 100% what a person's going to run, but they have a very good idea. And the bottom line is where they're wrong, generally speaking, they're still going to lean on the tape. If we have you down as like a 440 guy, you know, we think you run about a 44 and you run a 439, we're not going to just throw everything we, out, we know out about you and your speed. Because when you play, you run like a 44 guy. So, you know, and as they talk about, they'll go back and kind of rewatch and, and see these things and see maybe 
where that discrepancy is and why it is, because, you know, if we can unlock that, if we can figure out what's going on, if we can figure out that he had, you know, like a bad toe or something, and now it's all healed, and now he's going to be fat, you know, now it just changes the whole equation. We'll, we'll do some due diligence there. But at the end of the day, what you put out on tape is more important, right? If you're an edge rusher and you've got a good three cone or whatever the case may be, but on film you look stiff, I mean, maybe maybe that's an area where we're going to get excited because it's something that can be coached. You know, you have the ability to bend. You have the ability to, you know, have speed around a corner. You know, you've proven you have explosion and all these different things. And we just got to show you how to harness that a little bit. But at the end of the day, what you put on tape is more important. It's who you are as a football player. And and that's what the team stressed. That's what they've been watching. That's what they really genuinely care about. And so they may make some minor tweaks. But again, the reason why these things don't matter so much is what they run is what they generally expect them to run. Right, I think you're going to run like a 4-5-2. He runs a 4-5-4. Yep, that's about what I thought. They kind of have a picture of what kind of a prospect you are. We've been watching your tape for months. We, we know. So now we want to meet with you, we want to talk with you, and we want to get your medicals. So again, when, when teams say that's the most important part, it's largely the most important part because it's the part of their game that they don't know. It's a part of their character that they don't know, to be able to sit down and talk with them and, and kind of get inside their head and, and figure out what they're about and what kind of a person they'd be in the locker room. And, and you know, and then, of course, medicals, right? It's the most important thing because we got to make sure your body can hold up. You don't have some kind of an issue. You don't have some kind of scar tissue. You don't have, you know, this, that, or the other, you know, arthritis. I don't know what, what you might have going on, but something that's going to derail your career. We, we got to know that 100% because we're, when we invest in you, we're investing years into you. We want you to come in and contribute for four, five, six, seven, ten years. I don't know how long, but hopefully you come in, you dominate, and you're here a long time. Hence the emphasis, especially by the Packers, to get you know guys as young as is humanly possible because it's a long-term investment. Makes no difference if you're 21 or 25 if you're giving us one or two years. But for us as fans who don't know what kind of a prospect they are based on their film, and we, we might have an idea based on uh, a little bit that we've seen and then reading um, reports and everything else, but it's good to get some concrete numbers for us, sort of the layman, um, to be able to see them athletically, to kind of, it gives us some perspective that a lot of these teams already know. You know, we'll watch them go through a drill and go, holy crap. And, you know, the, the rest of these guys, the GMs and the scouts are looking at it going, yeah, dude, I know. That's why it doesn't matter as much to them. But it still should matter to us. We, we need that perspective to know what kind of a prospect they are. Now, we shouldn't take it so far as to say, wow, that wide receiver ran a 4-3-1, that's the guy I want, because it doesn't mean anything, right? It's, it's no different than if an offensive lineman can, you know, bench 700 pounds. I mean, it's, it's not nothing, but it's also, you know, that's not what playing football is. I mean, it's not a bad attribute. I mean, it can be, honestly, because, I mean, with that is going to be some extra weight being carried around. You're probably, probably not going to be as flexible if you're massively muscular. Right, so there there are negative drawbacks. It's kind of like um, what's the guy Drake London, you know, six foot five, and he can do some really cool things. But there, there was an article out yesterday: is he too tall? There are negatives to positives. There there is a point at which you, your your positives are too positive, and maybe it's a problem. I mean, even with speed guys, some of the times you're going so fast, it's hard to move laterally. Right, it's hard to turn the ship when you're going at a certain speed. It's probably why a lot of the really good wide receivers are not excelling in any one direction. They're six foot one, 200 pounds, run a four, five, one, right? It's, it's enough speed to get behind you, but it's enough height. You know, if I can jump, I can get up there. 
Devontae can do all that stuff, but he also just has the movement and, and a lot of it is mental. But again, we don't want, you know, I just want a guy that can overcome that. Like he doesn't have to be smart. He can just run as fast as he can and he'll get behind everybody. But that just generally doesn't work. So again, it's, it's, it is important. It's more important than everyone's going to tell you it's important because the only reason, again, it's not important to teams is because they already have the information. But it's also not the most important thing. We shouldn't get too carried away. But if you want to, go ahead, I guess. Just, just don't get too hung up on it. There's nothing wrong with the fanfare of this. You know, getting excited, like, dude, he ran so fast, and just, you know, talking about it and getting excited about it and all that. You don't need to be a, a crazy person say, it doesn't matter, as long as you don't get stupid about it, right? It's the same thing with, like, scouting. If you want to do your own scouting, if you want to do all just don't take yourself too seriously in your opinions. If you're going to hate a prospect for five years because you watched, like, two YouTube videos on a guy and formed some really random opinion, then just don't watch. If you're going to get obsessed with a prospect because of their 40 time, then don't, then you sh- that's, it's not for you. It is important. It's okay to, you know, get excited about it if you want, but just understand that we're just getting excited about silly stuff. It doesn't actually matter in, in terms of translating into how good the player is going to be. It's important information, again, just so that we can put them into boxes. This is a sort of an mvs type guy. This is a sort of a Lazard kind of guy. This is a Debo Samuel type guy. You just put them in these general boxes, but, but remember they're very general boxes. It doesn't translate to how good Amari Rogers is in the Debo Samuel box, but that doesn't make him Debo Samuel. That's just the category that he's in. Good and bad is a separate thing. Drake London is like Mike Evans, but he doesn't mean he's going to be Mike Evans. It's just that if, if you wanted to put him in a general category, Mike Evans is that general category. Good and bad is not what we're even discussing, though. So I, I know it sounds like I'm contradicting myself a lot. It, it's, I just feel like there's, there's just kind of fine lines everywhere. It's true that it doesn't matter, but it's true that it does. I, I think it's just because everybody takes everything too far. So everybody's just kind of wrong about everything. Is it true that the 40 time and everything doesn't matter as much as some people make it out to be? Yes. But do people take that too far and say that it doesn't matter? It's stupid? Yes. But do people take it too far on the other side and say that it, it matters tremendously and this can tell me how good the team... Yes. Should I be allowed to get excited about it and want to watch? Yes. Do some people get too excited about it? Yes. But then do people get too negative about it and call everybody that gets excited about it stupid? Yes. Is this, is this helpful at all? <laughs> do whatever you... See, see the, I think the biggest thing is, especially for most of us, and if you want to take this very seriously and you really want to break into the industry and all that, go for it. Give it a shot. See what you can do. But for the vast majority of people listening, myself included, the entire offseason is just for fun. That's what people get upset about, like mock drafts and everything else. Like, oh, another mock draft. Mock drafts are just for fun, dude. It's all just, it's like, it's like fantasy football. It's just for fun. This is all fun. The combine is fun. Hearing who they interviewed. I don't need 700 people to tell me that just because we interviewed them, we're not going to draft them. I know that. It's fun. Now, again, it's one of those things where, you know, some people bring it up because some people take it too far and are like, oh, we met with a, oh, that means, so. it doesn't mean it. But the vast majority of people know it doesn't mean anything. They're just getting excited and you should let them get excited about stuff. You don't have to be the, well, actually guy to try to make yourself sound smart. I'm not going to name names, but, and, and it's, it's a interesting observation. So I'm not even trying to necessarily call them out because I was going to look this up myself because I'm interested. But somebody on Twitter pointed to the fact that they looked up how many players they could find the Packers met with and put the number at about 60 plus and then said we took three of them. Well, first of all, I don't I don't I think three of them might even be kind of high. I'll have to run the numbers on that. But beyond that, just the fact that you said they met with 60 players kind of I I mean, are we going to draft 60 guys? I don't think that's possible. Right. But again, I think three is relatively so. and, And I mentioned this before. 
again, you don't need to to throw it in people's just because we I know that. Just the the list of players that they met with today, it's patently obvious that we're not going to draft all of them unless we're just going to draft four wide receivers and three tight ends and call it a day and somehow do that in the rounds that we have considering there's like multiple first and second round picks there. I don't know how we're going to pull that off, but you know, maybe we'll trade Rodgers just so we can draft all these wide receivers and tight ends in the first two rounds. But I mentioned how it's information that you can read going backwards, not forwards. So it'll, it'll be one of those things where we draft somebody and say, oh, I should have known that because we, we, had a, we met with him. So a lot of the guys we draft, in other words, it'll be a, a higher than average hit rate in terms of um, people that we draft that we had met with. So for example, let's just do some quick math. This year, there are 324 prospects in Indianapolis. If we just draft seven guys, you know, the seven rounds, if we call it seven guys, that's 2%. So we're drafting 2% of, the, um, of all the people that are at the combine. But what about the prospects that we met with? How many of those do we? Well, if we draft three out of 60, that's 5%. So it's a higher percentage, right? Which again, is somewhat intuitive because if the Packers are interested, they're going to want to have a sit-down meeting with somebody. And they're not going to meet with the prospects that they have no interest in. So it does move the needle a little bit. But again, it only goes backwards. If you look at a, at a list of 60, and say, we're going to pick three of them. Is that interesting to you? No, because <laughs> it doesn't help you at all. But again, once we start drafting these guys and you look at it, you go, oh, see, it all, it all comes together. You got, the four, you got the athleticism. You got the program. You've got the, the you know, illusions to we want to get faster or we want to get taller. Or it fits the profile. And we met with it. It all comes together. So again, is it interesting? Yeah. Does it raise the likelihood that we might draft them? I would say so. Does it mean we might be? It, it doesn't. It, it means that we're not not interested in them. Because again, we're we're not going to waste time meeting with people just to throw off the scent. That's a complete waste. There's only so much time and resources. Nobody cares that much. So again, can you get excited about meeting? Heck yeah! And is it fun just listening to these prospects and and just just envisioning it? It does. Does it help you kind of envision it? Yes. You know, this top-tier wide receiver says he had a sit-down meeting with the Green Bay Packers and then gushes over the Packers. It feels good, and it's exciting, and it kind of makes things feel real. Like, dude, this could really happen. So, again, it's, it's, it, all these things are kind of true at the same time. But at the end of the day, I think the most important perspective is this is just for fun, and you really shouldn't take things too seriously. And I think the draft community in general takes things way too seriously. When you go to my NFL Mock Draft Facebook group, and look at the comment. That'll never happen. That would never happen. This'll never, uh, we would never. I mean, down to the position as, as though these guys who are obsessed with the draft have no perspective of how things work. The, the Cowboys would never take that. They're taking a defensive tackle. Like, dude, that is not how that works. And you should know that. They're definitely taking, they need a defensive tackle. You're an idiot. Dude, this is just, you, you, you got to just enjoy. It's all just fun. The offseason stuff is just for fun. We don't contribute to this in any way whatsoever other than for entertainment. And, and listen, football is entertainment. And the fact that the offseason has become such a spectacle, kudos to the NFL for turning it into that because it gives us entertainment year-round. But we've turned it into a way to be angry and stressed year-round, and that's just kind of unnecessary. <laughs> you know, like the regular season should be fun. It's just games that we get to watch. But instead, we just stress. What if we lose? And, it, oh, 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 oh. and then we win, and it's like, oh, we didn't lose. Oh, geez. All right. All right, on to the next one. Oh, man, we're probably not going to beat this team, though. Look how good they are, and our defense didn't look very good, and uh, your special teams, and uh, then we get to the offseason. It's like, man, you know, we're, 
we're we're going to resign these guys and we got free agency coming up and you know what what about you know we our special teams is going to improve the draft is coming up we're going to be adding new players and you get to watch the film and just get excited about these prospects and you know Brian Gutekunst has done a great job especially with early picks first two rounds he's been you know just slam dunking and to think that maybe they'll get a wide receiver and what would that mean if we keep Devonte and he gets a home run hit on a wide receiver even if it's in the first two rounds Holy cow, how great would that be? And Aaron Rodgers just tearing it up. Just get excited. Again, I hate to give Bears fans credit, but this is one thing they actually do really well and we suck at. I mean, I, I, I mock them and ridicule them all the time because of how like childlike they are in, in just how excited they get. And it's kind of silly. I mean, I was just on Twitter this morning and the uh, Ryan Poles, their GM, and again, I said this yesterday, he'll make comments and, and Bears fans are just like, oh, this is the greatest GM in the world. He talked about like, oh yeah, you go through some tunnel and there's like uh, some historical, it's pretty cool. And somebody quote tweeted how he was just commenting on how there's a cool feature somewhere in the stadium or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about, but he's like, oh yeah, there's this cool thing. Like you go through a tunnel and there's a, you know, lighting of, of, uh, you know, historical players. It's pretty cool. And they retweeted it and said, that's my GM. Like, (laughs) what does that even mean? Do you remember when we hired Brian Gutekunst? It's like, oh, Brian, I don't even know who that was. Why didn't you get, uh, why don't you get the wolf guy? We let these guys go, and I can't believe we lost. We got Matt LaFleur. It's like, oh, Matt LaFleur, he's just a Sean McVay. He went to the Titans. He was trash. And look how uncomfortable and stupid he looked in his press conference. We hired Joe Barry. It's like, this is an idiot. He's stupid. He smells bad. He looks like an idiot. I hate him. We draft Rashawn Gary. Ugh, he's stupid. We should have got Brian Bird. Jordan Love. Ugh, stupid. Ugh, stupid. We refuse to get excited about anything ever. Again, even, the Bears are a terrible football team, and every week it's like, dude, we're going to crush them. We're going we're gonna to turn around. Justin Fields is looking better. You don't understand. Everything is the greatest thing in the world. We win every game. We, the Packers almost never lose games ever. And we can't even enjoy it. We win games and it's like, oh, we, did you see how bad so-and-so looked in that game? We bear, We don't even deserve to win. Guys, I, 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 you know, I respect the fact that we're not quite as stupid as some fans. And there's a little bit more realism in Green Bay. But I think sometimes we take realism a little too far and we just like to complain about stuff all the time. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. 
Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Football, and especially the offseason, is just for fun. The fact of the matter is, nobody knows anything. The GMs don't actually know what's going to happen with these prospects. One thing we know for a fact is out of all the first-round picks, about half of them are going to be bad in their careers. Probably 75% of them are going to be bad in the first year, maybe even more so, because there's not going to be very many good players in their first years. There might be like three or four, five, six, seven in the entire NFL, depending on your definition of good. And that's first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, and free agents. We also know that there are going to be second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round prospects. They're going to be free agents, at least at some point in their career that are going to be really good football players that somehow fell through the cracks. You know why? Because it's not a perfect science. It's just not. And we don't know anything. And if if the NFL GMs and their massive scouting staffs, and if all these massive media entities are going to get things so ridiculously wrong, and we know it, we know the GMs and the scouts and the media entities and all these guys who dedicate their life to this, we know how unbelievably wrong they're going to be. That should give us permission to just enjoy it. And anybody that wants to get in your way and say your evaluation is stupid is an idiot because their evaluation is stupid. Everybody's evaluation is stupid. It's kind of a a useless thing to dedicate your life to because it's something you can't ever perfect. There is no perfecting it. It's kind of like, you know, what what they were saying about the stock market, that study. I don't know. It's probably a fake story, but they, they did a study or whatever where they had monkeys pick stocks and it had done just as good as, um, stockbrokers. It can't be perfected you know, weatherman, you kind of get a general idea, but you're also wrong every day, right? I mean, you're, you're not completely wrong. Very rare that you'd be like, I don't know, probably be like 20 today and it ends up being 50. Like, woof, way off. But you're still going to be wrong every day. You ever look at a 10-day forecast? I look at the 10-day forecast every single day because I'm so sick of winter. It's like, please, 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 please be warm. And it changes every day. There was this Saturday, I remember at one point it was going to be like 49. And I was talking to Blaine. I'm like, dude, 49 on Saturday. And he's looking at his and he's like, mine says 51. I'm like, oh man, it must be like slightly warmer over on his end. He was all excited because it's going to be in the 50s. I'm like, oh, it's going to be close to the 50s. And then I looked at it yesterday during the workday. I'm like, oh, 59, it's going to be almost 60 on Saturday now. I looked at it when I got home, it said 64. But also there's going to be some days that are supposed to be warm that are now going to be relatively cold, which, you know, my definition of cold is, is changing every single day. It used to be, you know, if it's in the 20s, I'm happy. Then it was, if it's in the 30s, I'm happy. Now, if it's in the 40s, I'm happy. If it's down in the 30s, I get angry. But that's a good thing because, you know, we're we're progressing in the right direction. When 30 is now a cold day for me, I'm happy about that. I call, man, a high of 35, it's going to be cold. But it's just an imperfect science. And we know that. When I'm sitting here getting excited about Saturday, I have no idea. It was going to be 49, then it was going to be 51, then it was going to be 59, then it was going to be 64. Also, now it's going to be pure rain. Let me see what it says right now. 90% 90% chance of rain. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to get grilling and everything else. I'm like, oh, dude, it's going to be pouring rain all day. Now it's 65 and it says no rain, zero. So it, it went up and it says zero rain, which is glorious. Lit- I mean, yesterday it said there's a 90% chance it's going to rain. They were 90% certain it's going to be raining on Saturday. As of right now, zero rain. Now it says there might be some like between 9 and 11 p.m., but I, I will be fast asleep at that point. So again, let's just try to enjoy it. Let's not try to take stuff too seriously, all right? I don't need to be reminded that the 40 time doesn't actually matter. When I tweet out, dude, look at that 40 time, right? Dang, this dude's a beast. Look what he did on the bench. 
That was a great three cone. You know, I, I, I don't need to be reminded that that doesn't translate into being a great football player. I know that you're like a super genius and I know that you are the most smart person in the world. I don't care, dude. This is all for fun. Because if this isn't just for fun, and this is about really trying to figure out who's going to be the best prospect, then we're wasting our time because we're not going to figure it out. And if anyone's going to figure it out, it's not going to be you. So, so don't worry about it. Just don't, don't even pay attention because it's a waste of your time and energy. There are some realities and there's nothing wrong with getting things correct. But now that you have it correct, there's no reason to linger and just scold people for getting excited about things. Now that you know everything, now that you know that these things don't actually matter and it's not going to give you a complete picture and it's not going to answer all your questions, that, that when a team meets with a player, that doesn't mean we're going to draft them, that the 40 time doesn't translate to being a good player, that the medicals are the most important thing. Now that you've learned these truths, we don't need you to just hover around us and remind us how stupid we are. You can just go away. You can go go take up wood whittling and come back when the season starts and remind us how you know, the, the week one doesn't actually matter and the offseason doesn't actually, and just how nothing actually matters until we get to the playoffs. And you remind us that being in the playoffs doesn't actually matter. What actually matters is winning the Super Bowl. So as a matter of fact, some people don't even need to watch football until the Super Bowl. In fact, it would be better if they didn't because they're constantly just hovering and telling us that this thing that we care about doesn't actually matter. And you know what it does. And again, this is the reason why I say you got to start liking football beyond just the Super Bowl, because if that's all it is, you're going to be miserable. And you know what? You are miserable. This is entertainment. This is just for fun. The offseason, the drama, the free agency, the draft, franchise tags and coaching hires and fires and trades are exciting, even when it's not about the Packers. The speculation, the spectacle, right? The draft and the location and all that stuff. And even, you know, the, 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 um, the fanfare that goes along with that and what city it's going to be in and when is it going to be in Green Bay and the Packers go to London and can I go to London and probably not, but it's fun to think about, you know, salary cap and what's that going to go up to and what can we do with this and that and the contract and da, 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 da. training camp and who's going to be there and all these fun things and the, you know, when is Elton coming back and who are we going to play and what about the home games and how good is this team going to... None of this actually matters in the grand scheme of things, but all of it matters in terms of just allowing us to enjoy our lives a little bit. That's what football's supposed to do. And if it's not doing that, then you're doing this wrong. And I think Packers just do this wrong all the time. There's a popular phrase floating around called entitled town when referring to Packers fans because they act like a bunch of entitled, spoiled brats. And it's kind of true. Yes, Packer fans are correct about a lot of things. Yes, they're very realistic about a lot of things. But at the end of the day, they're very entitled fans that feel like the only thing that matters is winning a Super Bowl because we've accomplished everything else. I don't care about anything else. And if you're not going to win the Super Bowl, then I don't want to hear it. Fine. Fair enough. Then go away. We'll, we'll talk to you when the Super Bowl rolls around. But for the rest of us, we just like enjoying our time. And that means we're going to do mock drafts in November. And I don't need to hear from you about, oh, you shouldn't be doing mock. You shouldn't be talking about the draft until after the season. I'm going to enjoy football the way I want to enjoy football, how I want to do it, when I want to do it. In fact, I'm going to do mock drafts the day after the draft. I'm going to be looking at the next draft because I like it, because it's all just entertainment to me. And everybody who builds these stupid rules, like, I, I don't need your rules. You can enjoy football however you want. Like, I don't like to get jerseys because I don't care and I think they're stupid. You love jerseys, so go buy jerseys. I don't care. You want to wrap yourself in a player <laughs> with their name on your back? Go for it. I don't care. It doesn't do anything for me. You want to go to the stadium or if you want to watch it at home? It doesn't matter. Right? You got a guy on Twitter yesterday who became famous for apparently telling everybody that fans are in tears based on where you were born. It's nonsense, but it's also nonsense that everybody does. 
You know, when you tell people they have to sit down at the stadium, you're doing the same thing. You're, you're telling people what these rules are that you made up. When you tell people that nothing matters except the Super Bowl, that's a rule that you made up. I get to enjoy football however I want. When you either have to go to the stadium or shouldn't go to the stadium or whatever the case may be, if you travel or don't travel, if you, you know, wear a costume or a jersey or whatever or don't wear a jersey, if you want Aaron Rodgers to stay or want him to get traded, Assuming you just want the team to be good and your opinion of how the team's going to be good is different, it doesn't matter. As long as you are a Packer fan and your goal is for the success of the team, you're, you're a fan. Congratulations. But at the end of the day, this is all about enjoyment. So enjoy it. And it is kind of a hard balance between correct and enjoyment because most of what we enjoy is fake. All the excitement about free agency is fake. All the, the excitement and the fanfare around Aaron Rodgers is fake. And you know, you get excited about it and then you feel stupid for getting excited about it because there was nothing there. And it's like, well, should I have just not gotten excited? And you get to the point where you feel like, well, maybe I should just never get excited about anything. It's like, well, that's not the right answer because that's what you're supposed to do with football. So get excited. And then when it doesn't happen, just go, ah, man. Oh, well. And then get excited about the next thing because what else you got going on? I mean, I guess you can turn on the news and just get upset about the news if you want. I mean, if you just want things to be correct, I don't know, go, go get a math book, go solve equations. Because that's something you can figure out and perfect. 5 times 5 is 25. That is 100% correct now and forever. You figured that out, you perfected it. And you are correct in that. No real excitement with that either, though, is there? It's just truth and reality just sitting there. It's comforting in a way, but it's not going to do anything for you. <laughs> is Aaron Rodgers coming back? The, the correct answer to that is probably the really boring answer of, why don't we just wait and find out? You're right, there's nothing we can do other than wait and find out, and we'll see, and we'll figure it out from that point on. But we can take that opinion on everything. Who are they going to draft? Why don't we just wait and find out? Why don't we just not watch football then? Why don't we just, you know, I mean, we... It's funny when, like, podcasters and writers and stuff say stuff like that. It's like, what is your job in this ecosystem in which we shouldn't speculate, we should just wait and find out? How do you even have a job? Isn't your entire job to speculate? I mean, it, 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 prior to a football game. Why even talk about it? Why don't we just wait and find out what happens rather than speculate, rather than trying to figure out how this is going to go, rather than trying to figure out who the better team is? And da, 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 da. Why don't we just wait and find out? Trying to speculate as to who our next opponents are going to be and whether we're going to beat them. Why don't we just wait and find out? I wonder what our record is going to be. Maybe we should just wait and find out. I think we're a playoff team. Maybe we should just wait and find out. Tell you what, maybe I'll just go fishing. Because <laughs> apparently there's nothing to do but wait and find out. And then when things happen, we should just go, hmm, interesting, but I don't know. And nobody knows. It's not fun. So what I'm saying is let people have fun. And for those of you who are having fun, recognize that that's what it is. It's having fun. Don't take it too seriously. When we draft somebody, you don't have to take that too seriously. You can have fun with it. You can say, oh, that's not who I wanted. You can be nervous about it. You can question it. You can do all the, but it's just for fun. It is not a reason to lash out and be angry because now you're taking things too seriously. And you actually are, you're, you're taking yourself too seriously and a bunch of other people that you shouldn't be taking seriously way too seriously. But you are allowed to have fun. And this is supposed to be fun. And so when, when the Packers have meetings with somebody, get excited about it. I trust you're smart enough to recognize that means that we're not, it, it, it's not a certainty we're drafting them. I'm sure everybody understands that. So now that we have that baseline understanding, go enjoy it. Go watch film on them. Go retweet it. Go get buzzed up about it. Right? Build up the buzz on social media. Oh, we met with someone. Da, 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 da. Build some graphics and throw it on social media. Put, do a jersey swap. Get, get stupid with it. Because what else are you going to do? Go be excited.
And if you want to just watch highlights on YouTube or if you want to watch, um, you know, more quote-unquote film, like YouTube film, which is really just game film, you know, like televised game film but cut up, or if you've got some All-22 and you want to really dive in of college, go do it. Like whatever you get derive enjoyment from, that's what you should do. And you don't need to slam everybody that's having fun. And you don't even need to take yourself or anybody else that's here. If you want to, go for it. Like if you want to seriously dig into this and seriously try to get it right and seriously figure out who the Packers are going to draft and really hone in on who the good and the bad prospects are, give it a shot. Just try to remember in the back of your mind that it's just for fun. That's all I'm saying. So enjoy the offseason. Don't get, if you're finding yourself getting stressed, which I have several times, especially with this Rodgers thing and with the contract thing. And I mean, people are getting so upset about the, the opinions we have. And it's like, you know what? I've had the same opinion for a very long time. And a lot of other people have had the same opinions for a very long time. And we're just butting heads, right? I've had many people reach out arguing with me about my stance on the salary cap and why I don't like pushing this much money. And I worry about it. And I don't like how it negatively impacts us, not just in the future, but right now. Other people have different opinions. And again, it's just two people with different ideas of how to make the Packers better and what the vision for that looks like. So who cares? So, you know, a lot of these, it's like, I just let the conversation fade into the distance because it's like, I'm not going to get stressed about this and I'm not going to argue about this. It, this is my opinion. That's your opinion. We've talked about it. I get it. It is what it is. And at the end of the day, neither of us run the team. Doesn't need to be stressful. This is entertainment, right? The, these are games. This is a game. It's a soap opera. It's, it's like WWE, right? It's, it's just fake fanfare. Especially in the offseason, it really is more like WWE because a lot of it is fake. I mean, there's real things going on behind the scenes, but all the, the fireworks and all the excitement and all the drama and all the stuff the media is pumping out and everything, it's all just fake silliness and we're participating in it and fine, go enjoy it. You don't need to gatekeep and you don't need to take it or yourself too seriously. Just go have fun and go have fun however you want to have fun and let people have fun how they want to have fun. Again, 99% of people know the rules. They know what the 40 time is. They know what the meetings mean. We know these things. We just want to enjoy it, all right? Now, if somebody wants to argue that these things mean, well, then fine, then go argue with them, I guess. But I'm just saying, we know. Everybody knows. We get it. Just let us have fun, okay? Anyways, I monologue was not expecting to be 45 minutes, so I guess we're just going to stop there. Um, I was actually a little bit early, so I could take a break and do something else, but not going to. I think this is good enough. I was going to talk about some of the prospects we met, but... Um, I think tomorrow will be a, a, a bigger day of looking at the prospects that we've met uh, met with, and there should be more because, again, we're going to have more media availability. So I'll try to do a bigger roundup of some of the information of prospects that we've met, some of the information we've gathered about prospects um, just in general. And then, of course, we've got people running, doing drills and everything else. So um, very, very excited to be able to watch some of that and uh, get some better, more concrete numbers. So there's going to be some risers and fallers and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, again, we'll leave it at that. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.